Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Moletsky. <laughs> Thank you, legit, for joining us today. Yeah, our mission is living and learning, laughing and loving together with you. We're here to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust, trusting the entire journey. Yeah, and on that journey, we often talk about plant medicines, psychedelics, and other avenues of healing. When we do, we are sharing for informational purposes only. We're not doctors or therapists, and we don't promote doing anything illegal. Inside us all, we have a deep, powerful knowing. We encourage curiosity, healing, and exploration of this consciousness. Damn straight. Together, our handle is trustthejourney.today. Individually, you can find her at melaniecurtis.com and me at jasonmoledsky.com. Thank you all again so much for being with us. On to the show. Here we are. This is happening. Can you believe hey everybody. this? <laughs> I'm so, it's so weird that we're not doing the intro, that we already did the intro. <laughs> I think a cool way, place to start our year in review episode is noting that, is that our process for the intro has changed, that we recorded something that we feel good about, we have space for sponsors and stuff like that. It's cool. It's kind of weird to just jump right into conversation. <laughs> Welcome to 2024, everybody. <laughs> totally. Happy yeah. New Year, team. Bam. Happy New Year. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that's come from uh, my journey as a professional athlete and a business owner has been a process of goal setting and reviewing the previous year's goals as well as assessing current strategy of like current state of being and assessing current goals going forward personal goals and then designing the goals for the team the athlete the company the business the individual going forward in order to create some some markers you know like put some real things out there to say this is what we've been aiming to achieve this is what we're aiming to achieve and this is you know what order i'm going to put them in and here's how we did it last year and it's just starting to put this process in place and it's been really really beneficial i've been doing this for 20 21 years now yeah and consistently as a result the, the by doing this system i've been able to see about an 80 percent success rate in achieving the goals laid out from the from the year before absolutely yeah it's notable how when you can measure it you can actually know where you're going know what you're doing and know what you need to look at to change in order to improve how you're being effective or where you're not inspired it's so so telling right because it's not that every goal that we set we still want to do sometimes the goals that we set we flail on them or we falter on them and that's not necessarily a bad thing it's just information for us to look at and then go what is this telling me am i still motivated toward this goal what was in my way what can i look at in how I function, how I operate, my mindsets, my habits, all those things to go, is this a goal I want to keep? 
and figure out how to actually move toward it in a more efficient, more effective way? Or is this something I don't really want to do and my lack of progress toward it is telling me that? Yeah. It's interesting how sometimes we put a goal up for ourselves and we think it's important and we, we feel like, yeah, that's something I really want to do. And then once life starts rolling a little bit, we recognize maybe that's not something that was that important to me that I thought it was. And it, it may might get pushed forward to like the, you know, maybe I'll do this next year or the year after. Uh, it just wasn't a priority this year. Correct. But sometimes it just, we realize we just, yeah, maybe I did enough of that and I have other things that are coming up. Yeah. I'm, cha- I'm changing. I'm changing. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Growing and yeah. healing and changing. Weird. So strange. (laughs) I love, though, just to double tap quickly, I think it's important to note for anybody listening, most people who listen to our show, I assume, are people who are caring about growth, who like the idea of setting goals and and really being in their, their lives and using their life to its sort of optimal levels and growing into, you know, just the being our the best person we can be that type of stuff um and i think hashtag growth mindset yeah hashtag growth mindset is that setting goals the 80 percent that like how common it is that high achieving people growth-minded people set goals and in almost and not intentionally don't achieve them all but set enough that it's almost impossible, like it stretches us in order to achieve even 80% of what we put on our docket. And that the 20% that we don't achieve is not a failure. It is, again, back to this whole information thing. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, I didn't, I didn't achieve, you know, I didn't do everything I said I was going to do. And they start to feel bad about that when really that's, um, that's normal. Like it's part of setting goals and trying to do a lot with our lives and amidst the unpredictability of life, right? We can't predict what's going to throw us for a loop throughout the year. So it's it's really a harsh mindset to think we have to fulfill 100% on what we set out to do. It's funny because, you know, a lot of the time, the, the big goals that I have, like headline goals, the the bolt you know top of the marquee like this is what i'm trying to do a lot of times those don't happen year in year out and it's a longer term process to get to like the big goals yep if they happen right away they're too easy they're too small yep right and if we're achieving a hundred percent of the goals on our list we haven't set big enough goals we haven't set enough goals we haven't set hard enough goals to achieve because i've never achieved all the goals on my list in all the time that I've been doing an annual review of my of myself. Never. Yeah. Yeah. For example, I'll share one thing about my year. For example, I've been talking about writing my next book and writing it about my healing journeys, my use, my my healing with psychedelics specifically because I believe very deeply that the psychedelic healing space needs more stories from People like me, type A high achievers who maybe wouldn't even consider psychedelic healing, but for someone like me who's classically successful in other areas, professional athlete, businesswoman, yada, 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 all that stuff, it's important to me to be that voice. So I'm excited and I'm motivated toward that goal. That said, 
I had that. So I had that on my list this year of like make some serious progress on this project. And I did. I, I had a lot of multiple hour blocks where I really started to put the structure together. I started to write down from my journals and notes, like all the things that I got from my specific ceremonies in chronological order. So I started to really work with this content. Then it became apparent to me that working on this stage talk required a lot more of me than I would have anticipated. And the book needed to take a pause, right? I couldn't possibly effectively write and deliver and rehearse and ultimately execute on this this talk, this TED style talk without ta- like something else taking a break. And so I felt intuitively like it's okay that this one is not for right now. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. You know, uh, it, a lot of the time throughout the process of living is we realize that we've set ourselves out a target and that there are a bunch of interim steps along the way that we may not have considered or planned for. And it sounds a lot like, you know, I'm listening to your story and I'm hearing my own versions of that in my head of how I relate. And I hear that, oh yeah, I went to write a book and realized I needed to write a talk first. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 And then I totally get the same thing. I like, I started writing my book almost six years ago now. And it, the longer that I've leaned into it, the more I'm like, oh, I have other parts that need work to yep. in order to get this to where I want it to be. I can't tell the story without first doing this or finishing that or healing this or growing that part of myself yep. and then being able to actually do the work. And the athletic journey has been the same way. You're like, yeah, I want to set out and be a world champion and can't be piloting. Great. Good job, Jay. Nice goal. Good goal. That's a stretch goal. Stretch goal. Big goal. World champion. <laughs> right? You know what I need to do first? Oh, man, my favorite coach ever, Fernanda Tucci, Neubauer, Oletsky. Uh, uh, hey, 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 if, if you want to make a score, you've got to get the gate. That's what she said to me. <laughs> you got to get the gate. You, you've got you to get the entry gate if you want to get a score. Otherwise, you're not going to win and then you're not going to become champion. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. By the way, right? the one time I competed in canopy piloting nationals, I got like a score on the first round. I got the rest of the entire meet through round nine. I got zeros. And then the last round, I fucking nailed the gates. And I it was so windy. It was a speed round. I nailed the gates and I'm and I barely land on the land, and then I'm kiting my canopy running toward the finish gate. So I got like the longest time possible, but I was like, I put a score on the board. And I was like, right. so, so proud of that particular round, even though I, I finished second to last in the entire meet. But I was like, just, thrilled. Yeah, so that's the perfect analogy, right? Like just getting a score on the board. Whether it's, you know, the bottom score of all the others out there, the fact that we put a score on the board means we we tried enough times, we made enough efforts to actually, you know, make some kind of a mark at something. And that is a lot of the time, that's all that's needed to gain some traction around being able to even move towards what we're trying to achieve. I can, gosh, I can relate to that in such depth um, with my own life over the last half a dozen years this idea of like, well, I made, I made some progress. I did something in this area 
And now I can actually feel good about the work that I've done. Because all those other rounds that you tried in that meet, there's going to be seven other rounds there. They're all zeros, right? They're like, they're goose egg. They're not. And th- but it, that, that zero isn't nothing. That zero is a lot of personal effort. Yes. It's a lot of going for it and not, and failing. It's yep. a lot of risking one's own ego and going, shit, I got nothing again. All right, I'm going to try to get, and I got nothing again. Yes. I'm going to try to get, I got nothing again. And that, that process is, excuse my language, fucking scary. Totally. It's fucking scary to throw ourselves out there and get nothing back as a result. It might even feel like a negative. Yep. It might feel like we've done ourselves a disservice because now we feel like we have, we thought we had some skills. We thought we were moving towards something and we're actually, you know, not even making the bottom of the ranks. That feels like we're, we're pulling ourselves into a pit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So true. So true. Oh, what do you want to, I mean, do you want to share about your own personal review? Do we want to talk about trust the journey? Where do we want to take this? I'll, I'll start off with some personal topics, you know, hashtag growth mindset, which is, I think a great, um, I'm going to put a 2024 next to that <laughs> on my own little notepad right here. <laughs> that idea has been percolating within this being for quite some time, right? There's been a lot of versions of that, but the specifically 2023, I've been living alone. I've been doing this effort of like spending a whole bunch of time on myself, really focused on my mental health as my number one priority and shoring that up with my physical health, right? And my spiritual health. So these three practices, having balance in these areas on my, my mental health, emotional health, my physical health, my physical body, and my spiritual practices. And how do the how do I move through those in a way to ensure that I'm able to be in a rich, powerful, balanced, open, receiving, giving, energetic place that allows me to really experience my life in its entirety and like live my best life. And show up to my chosen responsibilities that the efforts that I've checked, tr- trust the journey, flight one, desert soul collective, my friendships, my families, my relationships. How do I show up to these at 100% of my availability Yeah, and be really clear about what that availability is? Mm-hmm. You know, what does that look like? Yeah. So that's been my hashtag growth mindset yeah. 2023. Yeah. yeah. Well, gosh, it's, that's great. I mean- I really value trust the journey as a model for that. I feel like we are really, really good at that, where we are very clear with each other about our priorities. We are very clear and intentional about prioritizing our personal goals ahead of the goals of this project, like meaning we cannot be best and optimal for this project if we are not caring for what matters to us absolutely the most. And that is such a massive, powerful value that serves me, yes, in this space and in this team, but also in every other area of my life where I'm like going, what's most important to me? And uh, and listen, it's not that I perfectly prioritize and balance all the time. That is definitely not the case. I've been in a massive transition this year myself, finishing the record last year, skydiving much less, 
as a result of that really recovering from the intensity of that experience of of training for and coming out of retirement and then executing on that world record and then leaning into transitioning that to public speaking and metaphorical value and delivering inspiration to other audiences. Uh, One of my wins from 2023 is I got hired by a bigger company to come in for the first six months of 2024 and deliver a professional development series, which I worked hard to come up with sessions that not are all referencing the record, but one of them is, and deciding, like, how can I parlay this experience, this vast experience that I have in skydiving, but also in personal development and life coaching and and all of that into a different version of value. So I'm really excited about that transition. I'm also in transition in the sense that I'm I'm in a relationship. I ju- we just moved in together. Like that is a big transition. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you're talking about your own individual practices and so I'm in this experience of oh man, I I was so busy with this talk and this move and this stuff that I stopped meditating and I was moving so I canceled my gym membership and how am I now, am am I working out? Like, so like that, all that stuff is sort of happening now as I share right this moment, but I'm also feeling post-holidays and new year that I'm going into a like, renewed phase of wanting to get back to those things, meditating, deciding how I'm working out, stuff like that. You know, that first, what you said there, meditating, that's the foundation piece to everything. In my personal opinion, right? And of course, what else do I have? But my personal opinion, I believe that self-awareness, right? Like this idea of just observing myself and seeing how am I feeling? What am I thinking about when I'm not paying attention to what I'm thinking about? Mm-hmm. Right. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird layering, right? You're like, what for me, one of the values of meditation is getting a chance to hear, observe myself having thoughts while I'm not having any clear intentional thoughts. And that tells me what my brain is distracted with, what things are taking up space in my head, or what parts of my personality need some focusing like a telescope or a pair of binoculars or camera where I'm like, I'm just kind of drifting in and out different layers of focus in my focal range. And I'm not clear about what it is that I'm thinking about and why I'm thinking about it. And I'm just having thoughts because I'm in a world full of all kinds of, you know, interesting or distractive things. Yeah. Right? And I'm a human and that's what humans do. They make meaning. They they have language. We have language. So, of course, our brains are really built to make meaning. Like we are yeah. constantly perceiving what's around us. And it can when that stuff is unconscious and on autopilot, it it rules us. And so, so yeah. Check this one out. I, this is one I've been practicing a lot lately. I've had a pattern that has been going on my whole life that is um, where I kind of ruminate on a incident that occurred, which is pretty menial, like something, some inter- some random interaction that doesn't really mean much that didn't quite go exactly the way I want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of left with like a Ugh, kind of feeling, you know, maybe 
it's you generally in interaction with another human and I'm less than happy with how I was able to own myself uh-huh. during that interaction. And then I kind of rerun the script in my head and try to do it a little differently and like, and, but the loop just keeps going. Right. And it's, and it gets to a point where I hear myself, you know, okay, maybe the first time that it runs through my head, I say, oh, that was good. I, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't respond the way I should have. I didn't hold the boundary. I didn't clearly state what, how I felt. I didn't really, you know, I just didn't do it well. And then I start kind of getting into like this rerun and rerun and rerun. And I've got to like out loud say to myself, Hey, what are you doing right now? What are you thinking about? Why are you thinking about this for the third or fourth time? Why not just make a note for yourself that you're like, yep, you didn't nail it. Moving on. Yeah. Back to to now, back to the present moment. Right. Uh, You didn't nail it. I didn't nail it. (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm like, how resonant is that for all of us? When it's like, and that's so notable. I love that you shared that because the whole like, I didn't nail it and how long that can bother us and how telling that can be Oh my! for healing that is available to us. Oh. And the, the way we can, it can take over. Yeah. And we can start twisting it mm-hmm. and making it about other people. Yeah, making it like, oh, that person, this or that, that, and starting to like letting the ego, like the ego evil start to creep out and retell the story in all these other ways. And all it really needs to be is you didn't nail it. Yeah. Make a note. Do better next time. Yeah. Move on. Uh, So, oh, just like hearing that, that like taking responsibility just owning you didn't nail it it's like I feel it in my chest I literally like feel my heart like tensing a little bit hearing that you know because I I resonate the perfectionist part of me the like I'm unsafe if I am not perfectly whatever of course I definitely don't buy into that in any way I'm more pointing to it as something I've been healing for a long long time and so it's like, uh, yeah, it's so, so real, I think, for so many people. Well, excuse me. There's uh, this idea of, you know, nailing it or getting it perfect. It's it's really, really rare, right? Like yeah. When we look back and do our annual review of ourself, our business, our partnership, our companies, our families, whatever we're looking back at, whatever parts of ourself we're looking at, the chances of us putting a 10 out of the 1 out of 10 scale next to an item that we have on our list is pretty small. I'd say if I have 10 items on my list, I might put a 10 next to one of them. Right. You know? One of them might have, but my might nail one of them, but our at least my expectation is that I'm going to be putting tens. There's not going to be anything except for tens. If they're done, they're done to perfection. Right. And, and I think that there's, I mean, that's, you know, it goes off that perfectionist personality type, uh, overachiever kind of idea. Yeah. But I also, you know, as a coach, I work with a lot of people who 
already give themselves a two or a zero before they even start, right? They're like, oh, I'm just not even going to be able to do that. And immediately shoot themselves in the foot like it's an impossibility. Right. Even though it's only a task that requires some time, some patience, some effort, and give ourselves a little credit. Yeah. And a lot of the time I've seen a lot of my my students give themselves a two when they really deserve a seven. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that's a big piece in how we view ourselves. And either side of that, that's just a mirror. Right. Like that doesn't make any difference. If I say I expect it to be a 10 and really it was only a six or uh, I'm only going to be able to do a two and you really deserved a six or a seven. That's the exact same thing in in polarity. Yeah. I think there's something to be said for the value of accurate. And that word alone is a is points to perception. But what I'm getting at is accurate assessment of things and almost removing the emotion from that assessment as much as we can when we are in this type of debrief process like what occurred what occurred and what what information is embedded in what occurred that is very powerful when we can in the debrief process steer clear of our triggers around it. I'm not saying that's easy. You know what I mean? When you and I are going through the list and we're like highlighting something in red that we just didn't do, even though we said we were going to, it's like, you know, it doesn't always feel good, but it is valuable. You know what I mean? What do the reds carry over? What anyway, you know, I've said this before, but I think there's a lot of value in that objectivity, bringing that sort of detached, intentionally detached assessment to the process in part. Not that we want to completely decouple our emotion because that then helps us set goals and stuff like that. So I'm not saying don't have feelings and emotions around what you're doing. I'm more talking about the part of the process where we really want to heartily debrief and look at ourselves and learn from what occurred. So I'm going to tap on that word debrief. You know, I think you and I are pretty, pretty lucky to have found ourselves in the sport of skydiving where a debrief or a post jump debrief is a part of what you learn from the very beginning, right? Right. You, You make a plan, you set yourself a goal for what you're planning to achieve on a jump. And then after the jump, you review the jump and you do a post-jump debrief. And before the jump, you do a pre-jump dirt dive where you're like, we're going to walk through it, like dry run walkthrough of what we want to have happen. And so this process of like clarifying exactly what we're trying to achieve, dirt diving or dry run the, about how we're going to achieve it, making the effort at actually trying it and then post reviewing and debriefing it, that's not something that everybody gets exposed to. And and what I've seen as I move through my life is, you know, my family members or my team members in in a different business venture or or whatever, they look at me like, what the fuck you debriefing? What? You're going to pick apart what I did? You're going to attack me here? Like, you know, and and this whole process is is not designed around um, negatively like, 
inserting any kind of an attack in any way. It's all, it's just about that objective observation of one's self and the experience, the effort put towards achieving something that we clarified. And there's a huge value in there is like, were, was the objective clar- clarified? Did we clarify as a team, as a unit, as an individual for ourselves, what we're trying to achieve and how we're going to try and achieve it? And then the objective observation of how well did we do in trying to, to actually achieve that, that takes practice. And I watched a video years ago, which made a huge difference in my own ability to debrief, even at pro athlete level, which was the, um, the blue angels, yep. right? The U S um, yep. yeah. U S air team, right? The air performance team, mm-hmm. uh, acrobatic jets, right? Mm-hmm. Blue angels. Everybody knows who the blue angels are if you're in the USA. And watching them go around the room in the structure that they had about how they debriefed really made an impact on me because a lot of the debriefs that I've been part of had a lot more emotion in them than was really valuable, mm-hmm. right? Yep. It was a lot of this like, oh, this is how I felt about it all. And this team, they just said, well, this is what our plan was. This is how it went. And this is the notes we're making about the next time. And then the next person around the room would go and they would clarify it. I found that to be a huge asset for myself moving into the next environment. The next time I sat down with Melanie or the next time I sat down with my partner or family and relationship and said, you know, here's the goals we set out for ourselves as a, as a team or a family. And here's where we, you know, we won, we didn't do so great. And here's where we totally bombed. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. Right. I love that. The, the notion of totally bombing, but, um, that always makes me think of <laughs> my favorite documentary of all time, Dying Laughing, where comedians talk about bombing, and it's just the funniest thing I've ever heard. I want to check that out. That sounds great. It is such, I just, I really want to watch it again because I saw it on Gosh. a flight. It's called Dying Laughing. It's a, it's a documentary about stand-up comedians, and it is so rich with insight. And some of the stories they tell about bombing are so hilarious. But it makes you feel really, I think, inspired about being in the trenches, you know. And so I, I when I think about Trust the Journey and our year, because ju- peeps, team, fam, those of you listening, it, I think it's important to note that Jay and I are currently in the middle of this process. We have executed the year in review part and we have not yet fully clarified our prioritized goals and the action items that will support those goals. So that will happen after this this uh, episode is recorded. So just so that you know that that's where we're at in the process, we're still moving through it. It takes hours and hours. Like we had a three hour block, and you know what? We ended up recording the new intro, outro, and the new section for supporters. And so, and the new section for middle of the episode information. And so that was a big thing that we wanted to do that we didn't get around to until we finally realized we need that because in 2023, we made massive progress in terms of including guests. Anybody who's been listening to the show for any length of time knows that including guests and starting to have guests started slow for us. And this year we really made an effort to 
include people that we thought were in alignment with our values and our mission and had a store had stories to tell and were able to go to depths that we want our guests and our people who come into this space to be able to go to because that's where we believe the most value is found. So anyway, I just want to acknowledge that, acknowledge every person that came on the show. Thank you so much for doing that, for being with us, for sharing yourselves. I could go on and on and on about that. Thank you for listening. If you're receiving value from this episode, we would love it if you would show your support for the show by subscribing on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, and follow us on Instagram. You can click the like button, leave us a comment, or share the podcast with somebody directly. Every month, we host integration coaching circles. These are safely held spaces for those looking to heal, grow, and connect in community. They are beautiful alive. So much good work is happening. You are invited to join us. Go to trustthejourney.today slash integration. You can join the Trust the Journey family, which includes these integration coaching circles and our private Facebook group where we connect and support each other. Sign up by going to our website, trustthejourney.today, obviously, and (laughs) click on the orange Patreon button. Now, it's your support and engagement that make the show possible. We love connecting with you. So feel free to DM us anytime on Instagram with your thoughts at trustthejourney.today. And now I'm back to our regularly scheduled programming. And I'm almost done. I'm on a tear here. The last thing, and there's more of it, I just want to say this, is that also on the side of, of the show beat, coming sustainable is that we have a long way to go, but we turned Trust the Journey into a business and all of our amazing patrons at Patreon, you make this show possible. And like without your support, we would never be where we are. We radically improved our branding. We're so thrilled with all the colors. I mean, again, I'm going to stop, but there's a lot that we did this year that I'm super proud of that is elevating the space, elevating the contribution. And we also hope elevating the community with integration circles and all this other other stuff that we're doing to increase connection. So Jay, I'll shut up because <laughs> I could keep going. Please chime in. I, I want to laugh for a second because I want to thank our guests who did interviews that didn't make it to actually getting on the air because we totally didn't clear the bar and we got a zero (laughs) and the recordings failed and the uploads didn't work yeah and the things so so one of the things that audience doesn't see is the total failures the zero scores right so true i want to thank melissa burns for her solid effort to repeatedly make multiple attempts to make an episode with me and then we finish it all and then the whole thing just flops and doesn't work oh. none of it it all just totally doesn't work and so i can't wait to have her back on yes, yes. right yeah oh man so so true so Hi. that i mean that's part of the, i think one of the things we try to bring to this program is the authenticity that keeps it real you know, and, and it's a production, right? So what are you as the audience actually getting is like the version that we actually hit publish, 
right? The one that says, yeah, that one actually is good enough to go to air. And there are a lot of outtakes. There are a lot of parts that just don't make the cut. You know, record, how many times have we scheduled something and then it, the other person's in a different time zone and it, it doesn't actually line up or sitting there on the call waiting <laughs> to like do a recording and then nothing, crickets, <laughs> right? And like, uh, hello, are you supposed to be here right Tumbleweeds. now? Yeah. Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think so, that's so good. I love that you point that out. Um, the the fails that people don't see for sure. Yeah. I mean, calling out all that we've done, of course, that's the, that's the, the win side of the house. Those are the, those are the greens, the, we got it done. We made progress, stuff like that for sure. I mean, there was, there was progress that we wanted to make on YouTube with putting out more shorts and uh, 10 minuteers as opposed to the full episode, really making more use of the long form content that we have we kind of flailed on that we got some up but really that's an ongoing goal for us is really improving our youtube channel for those that consume trust the journey there instead of on apple Podcasts or spotify or wherever yeah when i look at the 2023 year in review I think overall, as I scan down our list, we've done an exceptionally good job of achieving mo. And again, it's almost always the same. And so I've learned to stop being critical on myself. It's about an 80% success rate, right? Of like, okay, there's 20 different things on this list and 16 to 18 of them are done, yep. you know, and there's a three, there's a few that are lingering around that aren't, but there's always a number that have been added throughout the year that were unexpected, unplanned, and became priorities based on the need for them to happen because of the current situations that we're dealing with. So one of the big changes that happened for us this year is Kim, our production uh, assistant who had worked with us for the last number of years had decided to move in a di different direction and we needed to find a new person. Yep. And so this ended up taking up a whole bunch of our energy and reprioritizing, you know, how, and that means that meant we had to reshare all of our systems that we we have going on behind the scenes and that, so there's this layer cake effect, right? Like what do you do before you actually make the cake is you got to prepare the batter. Well, before you prepare the batter, you got to get all the ingredients together. Before you get all the ingredients together, you actually have to have a list of what the ingredients are. And, you know, you got to have all the prep work. So the behind the scenes operations of how our systems are in place got further and further refinement and and that has rolled over into, okay, where do we want to take that going forward into next year? This whole key man idea if you were to pull one of us out of the equation can the can the machine keep going without yep. one of us there well for if you pull two out can we still be going does it does each of us know how to do everything on our own without the other person being there and yeah there's just a lot of unexpected stuff that comes our way yeah totally and to, uh, to that end i want to acknowledge our new teammate sandanil he's been fantastic thank you sandanil for all of your yeah. amazing work behind the scenes editing and helping us put amazing YouTube covers up and we have a lot more that we can grow into, but I'm, I'm very happy and grateful for him joining our team. He's been really, really excellent. 
Yeah, and thank you for editing out all these noises that I'm making behind the scenes right now while Melanie's talking. <laughs> totally. <yeah. laughs> um, so one of the goals uh, we set for ourselves for 2023 was to really improve our YouTube presence. We have been recording our screen from the very beginning of Trust the Journey. Uh, we were using, initially we were using Zoom and we were just recording our Zoom calls and going from there. And we had no cover slides. We had no titles, no introductions. So they just roll in with it. And so we made this effort specifically to improve our YouTube presence. And I'm really proud of us. I think we've done a great job. I love the way that our channel looks now. It's beautiful. It's colorful. It's rich and engaging. The show notes are in depth. Everything that I really was hoping for has happened. So I'm going to give ourselves a pat on the back for the efforts that we've made in that area and the results. And thank you to Taylor Webb yeah. at Euphoria uh, Graphics. Maybe I'm saying that wrong. Uh, <laughs> Taylor, Taylor been, Webb. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Webb, you've been awesome. Thank you for helping us to redo our logo because yes. that was a big piece of starting off our inertia for the year. So why do I say that? Why is it important to talk about that? Because sometimes when you want to get excited about something, you need something to hold on to. You need like a flag to fly to be excited about it. And the first thing we did in 2023 was revamp our logo in order to get some energy, some new life in our visual appearance about what we're doing for the year. And that reflected itself not only on YouTube, where there's a lot more visual, but on all the channels, whether it was Apple or Spotify, wherever we got that new Instagram, logo up there. Yeah, Instagram, Instagram yeah, Instagram, yep. Yeah, so that's been great. I've, I've loved how adding that new element of color, working with other people, bringing new energy in has really been inspiring for the year. Absolutely. And it dovetailed into a photo shoot where we envisioned a photo shoot where we really, we really resonate with the beautiful rainbow. Like it is absolutely beautifully connected to our delightful brand energy. You know what I mean? And also the inclusive energy, the the way the logo looks with a feeling of a spiritual path is just, uh, I just absolutely love it. I'm proud to share it. And I love that we made the, we did the work, you know, we planned our, our outfits, we brought fun things, we hired a photographer, you know, we went out in the snow on top of a parking garage and we danced around and we got some really beautiful images and got to share in that amazing, just creative experience, the love that we have for each other. It was wonderful. And I'm so glad we did that. But it wasn't easy. It took something. It took quite a bit for us to really make that happen. On top of taking the stage. Also at that event, we did a real and true you know, trust the journey talk where we were in a Q&A session and heartily shared with the skydiving community because that's what the event was geared toward. But I'm I'm excited about that, that we did that. And I'm encouraged that we could absolutely be brought in as uh, speakers in other lanes as well. So I I would like to put my hand up to share a little bit because 
getting dressed up in a rainbow tutu and uh trusted journey shirts and stuff and dancing around on the in the snow on a parking garage in vegas was is not in my lane so much right like it's outside of my comfort zone for where i usually live and so i've done plenty of photo shoots but it's a much different character that's been on stage so that took some growth right like that took some willingness to be in an uncomfortable place the you know some you know some fuck it energy that's in a good way that's like letting go of a fear that's like how am i going to judge myself or how are others going to judge me about this and of course there was some judgment around that i got some negative comments from people around what is this you know people don't don't understand are are having a hard time understanding or resonating with what this energy is about. Yeah. And I think it's important to bring this up because this is often a big limiter in our in our own journey, right? Is how am I going to be judged by others based on something that I feel motivated or called to do? And that that can be, I think, a huge, huge barrier to many of us. I've heard so many of my friends, family, students, coworkers, you know, unwilling to take that step because of the judgment that perceived judgment that's going to come with it. And I'll tell you what, the, you know, the negative comments that I received back from somebody about my decision to do a photo shoot, who cares? Yeah. Like, what do I care about? you know what? That person is now further away from my life or those mm-hmm. people are now further away from my life and my life is better. So that whole, there's a, there's a, gosh, I, I don't know how it's stated, but there's, there's a statement that says when you lean into the things that you love that are true and passionate to you, the, those who don't resonate that are going to peel off. You're going to lose those people. They're not going to be part of your day to day anymore. And they're, you, they're not going to be around because they're not going to like what they see. And that is so real. And it is such a truth. I have been really happy with how those energies that were once allowed to be closer to me because I allowed their judgment to be part of my day to day are now not allowed. anymore yeah Yeah. oh this is so parallel with some of the growth i experienced this year too it's connected to us also going to the psychedelic science conference together and bringing our beautiful stickers sharing about about the podcast yada yada it's connected to the talk that i wrote and delivered And so where I'm going with this is I started to share publicly. I've obviously been sharing publicly in bits and pieces about my support of the psychedelic healing movement, about being a public voice around that, that for all the reasons I've already stated. And I know that my mom looks at my Instagram You know, so I know that my mom is starting to see this stuff that I'm putting out there. Yet I I still had not ever shared directly with my mom about any of the ceremonies that I had done. I had never said the word psychedelic to her ever. 
And going to the conference, I in because we my mom and I will talk and she'll ask me what's going on and this and that. So I knew that I had posted about the conference. And so I took my gathered my courage. I'll never forget. I was on the phone. I was standing in my closet next to like Matilde's food. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm getting ready. We're going to the psychedelic science conference. And I said it out loud. And it was like that moment of, is my mom going to be cool with this? Is she going to accept me? Right. Is she going to push back or judge or reject this part of me? Right. And she was totally cool with it. And she just was like, oh, that's good. (laughs) You know, so it this thing that I had made so big and was understandably nerve wracking. But it's this notion of coming out of the psychedelic closet is a is a thing in the community. But it's it can be resonant for any version of coming out of the proverbial closet. It's understandably scary. The last thing I want to share around this is that that coming out, that being brave enough to open this conversation with my mom allowed me to then write the talk that I wrote, which was deeply sharing about my healing journey and specifically telling a story around a psychedelic ceremony with psilocybin where I healed deeply around my what I would perceive at the time was my deepest fear of losing my mom, of my mom dying. And I was able to tell that story with power with my mom sitting in the audience. I'm like going to cry. It was like such a beautiful moment. And like, (laughs) it's just like, oh, I just am so grateful, like so, so grateful. And I feel like we can only access that level of connection and love and acceptance when we're brave enough to really put ourselves out there in the safe spaces that we know are safe for us. I'm going to clarify that one step further when it comes to trust the journey. Thank you so much for sharing that, Melanie. Yeah. One of the things that came to our goal setting list for 2023 was to lean into psychedelic plant medicine advocacy. Yep. And to speak towards this idea of sharing our personal experiences of growth of healing, of introspection, of heightened awareness, of movement and change within stuck parts of our spiritual bodies. And as leaders and voices within our communities, putting up a hand to say, hey, these are not drugs in the negative Nancy Reagan sense. These are medicines that have been here for our entire life experience to be improved for our to help us see ourselves and to understand ourselves better and we made a excuse me we made a very clear goal at the beginning of the end of 2022 at the beginning of 2023 to swing the needle of the uh, Trust the Journey compass towards advocacy in this area. And I'm really proud of the work that we've done. Me too. And it has not been without kickback. That's right. There has been 
you know, the pushback of, as we expect from society, from family, from coworkers, from people that we're involved in, you know, that, that holding onto the old stigma about what these mean and where, what, you know, how they're viewed and what the societal, societal opinions about psychedelics and plant medicines are. And I'm really, really happy with the work. Thank you, Melanie, for your openness and your honesty and your vulnerability and willing to put yourself out there and, and to take these risks yeah, and to potentially lose clients. That's right. You know, that's right. Lose money on the table, bread on the table, right? Like that yep. is, and I've had the same experience where leading up to the psychedelic sciences conference, I had made a post and I got some kickback in the professional world. Yep around that particular post and I was laughing internally because I knew that I was going to the psychedelic science conference the next week <laughs> and I'm not only about to make one post but I'm about to make a whole bunch of them yeah right and so you know it's like I know that this this is not easy for everybody right it's not easy for me right so of course it's not easy for anybody else who's not not even choosing into it right they're being drug along whether they want to or not like hey if you or if you have anything to do with jason maledsky then this is what you have to something to do with which is psychedelic science right and too bad for you but a lot of people are like hey i don't want anything to do with that that's bad press that's bad news i don't want to step onto that boat i didn't t- i didn't buy this ticket i'm not taking the ride i'm like well i am yeah. So, you know, love it or leave it. This is this is me and this is where we're at. Yeah, yeah. And to your point about when we when we do that, when we put ourselves out there, yes, it it more clearly delineates who is attracted because yeah, I'm sure I have lost followers, but I've also gained gained clients. I've gained followers. And I and I say that from the social media standpoint, followers, but meaning uh, for sure it has also improved my client relationships, right? I've I feel like professionally I've absolutely added more value because I can feel in my body, in my heart, in my energy that I am doing something that is absolutely in alignment with me and who I want to be in the world. And that's a powerful, powerful thing that you can't deny. And I say you and I mean me. Like, I can't deny that this is the right thing for me to be talking about and advocating for. And I've talked for a lot of years growing into this voice. We've talked about this on multiple annual review conversations relative to Trust the Journey, that this forum is only one forum. But for many years before Trust the Journey even existed, I was learning how to step into my voice. How can I vulnerably share such that I'm being a contribution? So what you see now, at least for, from me, is that is those years where I've been bravely, inch by inch, stepping through that fire of sharing, that fire of fear, of fear of rejection, fear of disconnection, of all of those things only to know in that experience that when we do it, when we are expressed in our truth, we are not only our highest contribution, we also are more deeply and honestly connected with those that we love and care about. Yeah. There's uh, this know ourselves concept, this idea of truly being able to see ourselves, to knowing ourselves. 
it's um, it comes from the willingness to being able to sit down and look at ourselves, yes. right? to look in the mirror and to see. And so this whole annual review is essentially that is a look in the mirror of ourselves, whether it's in the context of trusted journey or it's in the context of, you know, our personal being or in a work environment, a family environment, that idea, it's can be scary, right? Yeah, especially, and I'm, I'm going to lean on a couple things that came up for me in the last week. If we don't like what we see, right? If we don't like what we see, it's going to hurt a little bit. Right? Yeah. There's going to be some pain connected to that. And pain is an emotional experience, right? And emotions live and are born and function in the body. Okay. So I've, I've, I was listening to something this week and I can't quote exactly where it came from right now, but the concept is emotion occurs in the body. Our mind experiences and feels that emotion that's being, that's occurring, right? So if I look at myself and I see something where I'm not too happy with what I see, and I feel a motion related to that. And then I, I sense what's going on there. Now I have to be willing to allow it to run its course and not create a lot of judgment around yeah. it, right? I have to be willing to just let it, okay, that sucked or I don't like, I don't like that. And it, it's going to pass. But then I have to also be willing to get up to bat again and take an, take at least take a well, try at changing it. Yep. Right. I have to be willing to swing at the ball and miss. Yep. And I have to be willing to swing at the ball and miss. And that's going to happen. Like you were like, like at the beginning of the episode, like, yeah, I got nine, nine rounds. I got the one at the beginning and the one at the end. <laughs> right. Right. Like, right. And this is a success. <laughs> this is a success. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. we're calling that a win. Right. <laughs> totally. Got, yeah. So that, that whole piece of, um, the body emotion, feeling it can be very overwhelming, right? Yeah. The, the body sensation. And I want to, I want to touch on this a little in a little bit of depth because we give, when we have a feeling in our body, we give it a lot of credit and we should, right? Yeah. When we feel it inside us, we know our body is telling us how we feel about it. Our yes. body is literally saying, Hey, Yo, this is how you feel about listen, this. Yo, pay attention, yeah, right? You up. feel your, listen, your body's telling you. And so cool. Don't let it overwhelm. Yeah. Right? Don't let it become don't let who it, we are. Don't let it lead. Yeah. Don't let it lead. It's just a, it's just a flashing light on the dashboard that's saying, hey, 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 listen to your instinct. I'm your instinct yep. over here. Yep. Right? And then our mind can go, oh, yeah. I Noted. 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 Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to do what you're telling me, but I'm also not going to get run over and steamrolled by you know losing control of myself because yep. of this. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And it can be that it it guides, right? Like it's that's, absolutely. That, so what's it's the a, quote that I heard is you listen to your gut because you're going to anyways. <laughs> nice. Right? <laughs> I like it. Ultimately, yeah. Ultimately, it yeah. takes us there for sure. And, you know, that's the thing. When we talk about setting goals, it's not always external goals. I mean, half the time it's for me, it's skill building. 
I write on my individual goals list, you know, skill building, something really great to put on a goals list for you guys listening for us is building that relationship with our intuition. What is fear and what is instinct? What is what is fear and what is is gut? What is love versus what is attachment and discern and discerning the difference between between these things, these more pure forces versus these more patterned pain driven forces. I want to quote, it came back to mind. So I want to share this quote. It really hit me. I heard it last night while I was driving and it said, the mirror never smiles first. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. yeah, it hit me like a branding iron. Yeah. Right? Like it was like poof, like the mirror never smiles first. Damn, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Wow. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy freaking New Year, team. <laughs> <laughs> Happy freaking New Year. Enjoy your deep looking reflection. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, drop on that one. You know, another thing, just real, again, the mirror, because I I feel like everyone is a mirror. You're a mirror to me, right? So I'm sitting in this space. We're laughing together. We're doing all the things. It's you being a mirror to me is is, it's it's powerful in that way as well, right? Because you can bring bright if I'm having a tough day or whatever, you know, because I choose you as a person in my life that I trust, that I know is, you know, living in this hashtag growth mindset, I want you around me, that type of stuff. You're that that mirror, that aid when maybe if I'm having a tough day and I can't smile on my own initially, you're going to probably help me do that, right? And be that mirror. So that metaphor is so powerful, both in taking ownership of I'm going to access my own light and my own smile, my own happiness, and 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 then re- the mirror is going to reflect back. And I'm going to choose people that are serving as that really healing mirror to me, both in helping me see the things I need to work on and also lifting me up when I need that support. Yeah, that's the definition of team right there, right? Amen. Family. Those those two words for me, team and family, they're like this synergy Yep. Of these two pieces, you know. Well, ah, well, on that note, no. on that note, how should we close this bad boy? This is beautiful. I'm excited about 2024, Sam. I am thrilled. I'm I'm like really stoked for it. I don't know why. I just have good energy going into the new year. I, I have I have a close. I yeah. have a very clear close because this is what I, I'm going to go ahead and give this to you, peeps. This is my 20 plus years of experience of using this technique. Last year, 2023 was the best year of my life. Mm. I guarantee it because I was able to look at the thing, my development relative to who I am previous years. And I know from year on year on year on year that 2024 is going to be the best year of our lives. Yes. Amen. Mm. I love Love you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, seriously, for listening, for spending your valuable, valuable time, energy, and heart with us. Every bit of it makes a difference. Yeah, thank you. We would love it if you could show your support for the show by subscribing on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, 
or follow us on Instagram. You can always click the like button, leave us a comment, or share an episode with somebody directly. Like we mentioned, every month we host integration coaching circles. So, so much good work is happening there. You are invited to join us. Go to trustthejourney.today slash integration. The Trust the Journey family includes these integration coaching circles and our private Facebook group where we connect and support each other. Join us by going to our website, trustthejourney.today, and click the orange Patreon button. Yeah, thanks. It's your support and engagement that make the show possible. Thank you. We're here to connect with you. Feel free to DM us anytime on Instagram. We're at trustthejourney.today. Thank you. We love you. (laughs) We love you. Keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey.